Hello and welcome to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast. We have another special commitment cast for you as Rutgers has pulled in yet another commitment in the class of 2024. This time it's Ohio's Elijah King, six foot six edge rusher uh, from Guyana Lincoln. Um, Commitment came on Wednesday night, but we're not sure when exactly you're listening to this. So we're recording and getting ready for you uh, just to give you the lowdown on what's going on, what Rutgers is getting. And to help me out, once again, I have the man 24-7 sports national recruiting analyst, Brian Doan, to help me through this. Brian, how are you once again? Yeah, doing, doing well, man. I kind of, kind of like these little snapshots that you're able to talk a little bit more about um, players and classes. So it's something something I enjoy. and. I think this is one of those deals where it's Big Ten country. Shiano has some ties out to, you know, this is a school just outside of Columbus. He spent some time at Ohio State. So, again, it's them trying to, you know, change the footprint a little bit of what they're recruiting. And, you know, th- this is a kid who family's going to get to see him play a lot just based on games that they're going to be going out to play in the Midwest also. Yeah, and, you know, Brian, this is the eighth, state represented in the class of 2024 for Rutgers. And, you know, that's half the class right there. So you're really seeing the footprint spread into a lot of different areas. Yeah. And I think, you know, the world gets smaller with social media. And Bobby, I'm I'm old. And I remember the times when you used to try to listen to games on dial up on, on AOL and everything. <laughs> and, uh-huh. you know, and it used to be a big deal that you would tell recruits that X number of games were going to be on TV. And, you know, now you can be sitting in the supermarket walking down the aisles on a Saturday watching games on your phone. So it, it, it kind yes. of shrinks. It shrinks the country in terms of watching it. And, you know, it, it parents are able to get around a little bit more to watch their kids play in person also. Right. right. And, and you know, the, the convenience is, is really there. You know, you can watch games at any time on your on your DVR. You don't have to catch them live on TV and you don't have to get up to change the channel anymore. Right. Remember, I think we're really dating ourselves with this conversation. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah well, uh, yes. Yes. And I explained to my kids how you used to have to dial a phone and, you know, they look at me uh-huh. like I'm, a, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Brian, let's get to the nuts and bolts yeah. of this one. Elijah King, um, you know, you've been able to check him out. Uh, well, what do you see out of him? What's Rutgers getting in this? He's this big kid, six foot six, two thirty. What what have you seen out of him? Yeah, I, I think he's a kid that eventually is going to grow into one of those kids that you know, six five, six six, whatever he is, you know, two sixty, have some size, play him on the outside. You may be able to continue to to bulk him up, and, and if you want to move him into the middle, if he develops into that, it's fine. I just look at it as somebody who is really. Um, I, I think he has a good get off. I think his first step is good from watching tape. You know, plays a lot in a four point stance, not even a three point stance. So he comes off the ball, he stays low. He's got to get stronger. It looks like in the lower body, just in terms of the point of attack. And sometimes in a run game, he gets pushed back. But listen, that's what Jay Butler's strength program is for. Um, but you know, I look at I look at his length, and I look at the fact that you know I, I do like his first two steps and and the speed that he gets off at the line of scrimmage. Um, and then you mix it with the frame and it, it makes sense. You know, it's what I had said um, on another podcast, Bobby, was, you know, you're looking for something extraordinary and he has this size and, and he has a really good, to me, first step. And so those are pretty good starting points. And, you know, now the class filling up, this is the third edge rusher. Do you see them taking more? I, I mean, because I know you said the Lumen twins, it might have some 
uh, flexibility to switch into the interior. I'm talking about uh, Ty Cool Hill and Ty Clean Lumen, who committed uh, a couple weeks ago from Miami Norland. Um, are they types of guys who can maybe move inside? And can you take more edge rushers in this class if you're Rutgers? Listen, man, if it's an edge rusher who you think can go get the quarterback, you keep taking them because those are rare commodities. And so if you find that you can get some in the class that, uh, you know, maybe you're going to take one more than normally you would or two more. Listen, if you think they can go get the quarterback, you worry about the numbers later on a thing like this. And and so, yeah, I think if they continue to look at things and they, you know, if D.D. Holmes from Gonzaga wants to jump on board and, and right now he's, yeah, you know, I think he's between an edge and, and a guy who can move inside. I mean, yeah, you take them, you take good players, especially at the line of scrimmage um, and especially in the Big Ten. So, yeah, if more want to come on board, yeah. But, you know, you look at it and you and you look at, like you mentioned, the Lumen Twins and, and now you look at Elijah King and, and you see the length and you see the size of them. Um, that's what you kind of need to do to compete in the Big Ten on the line of scrimmage, I think. Yeah, and, and you know, Macy Carter's still in the mix, too, is one you talked about on the last yeah. podcast. Uh, uh, they're in it with a lot of these, you know, long-rangey athletic guys. And, and, Brian, you know, we call them edge rushers now. It wasn't too long ago that they were labeled as weak side defensive ends what, what's the differentiation there and, and why did the name change uh you know as as we have them listed in our system as well yeah and i think we did that maybe two years ago i think it was maybe three and it's just that you saw the way they were using them there were more some guys that could stand up drop into coverage have some athleticism have some length um and it just became you know they were asked to do a little bit different things in terms of getting to the quarterback you know like i said you look at like a like a Muhammad Ture in the Rutgers program now who, you know, yeah, he comes off the edge and his job is a lot of times to go get the quarterback and but he's not doing it with his hand on the ground, but then he does show that athleticism to kind of drop into coverage a little bit. And I, I think it's just the evolution of what you need as a in a defense is the offenses become more wide open and there's more skill and speed on the field. You have to get guys who are three down players and guys that can play the edge have a certain um, level of athleticism that allows you to do some stuff that maybe a linebacker would do also, uh, but also with the with the burst and the ability to rush the passer. And and you mentioned, Brian, the 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 movement into Ohio. We saw uh, in this year's class arriving uh, Dom Rivera. He came out of Olmstead Falls out there. And then you had Kobe Asamoah coming out of there as well the prior year and started the last three games. Did these prior commitments also help set the stage for future recruiting in that area? And how much so would you say, uh, you know, with these commitments? Yeah, I think what what I see a lot of places is it just it's familiarity, right? So now the kids in that area are used to watching, you know, if they're watching Ohio State, fine, but they're watching the Big Ten and they see Rutgers be, you know, part of the Big Ten, whether it's playing Ohio State or Illinois or Indiana or Michigan or Penn State or or whomever. So it's not a foreign concept to them anymore. They they see, you know, they've seen Rutgers come play somebody recently. Um and so there's name recognition with it. It's in the Big Ten, and you know, which has a reputation for being a really good academic school. And these kids, you know, 
it's funny because you know kids that grow up in the Carolinas, maybe in Virginia, they're used to the ACC, right? And so for them, they grow up thinking about playing in the ACC. And so for kids in the Midwest, a lot of them grow up thinking about playing in the Big Ten. And so Rutgers is using some of the connections it had. Like I, like I said, Shiana was with Ohio State. It's pretty close to uh, King School. And so there's familiarity with that as well. And, and I think I think all of it works together. And But it all starts with how you establish connections. And, you know, Shiano has them just from being out there. And, you know, Brian also didn't mention, you know, there's 19 offers on, on uh, you know, that came King's way. So it's, it's no small feat to grab a kid with that many offers. I mean, this is a kid who was in, is in pretty good demand for, for a decent amount of time as well. Yeah, I think the major competition in it was Purdue. Um, mm-hmm. Iowa was involved heavily with them, too, and I think Indiana. But, you know, listen, I, I talked to our guys out in the Midwest, you know, Steve Wolfong and Alan True, maybe a month ago about Elijah King, and, and they thought Rutgers had some work to do. And mm-hmm. he made his official visit. It was obviously a great official visit. And defensive line coach Marquise Watson is a kid is a guy that kids relate to that they enjoy talking to that they trust he's you know late 20s so um there's a feeling that he understands what some of these kids are going through and and what life is like not for old people like me but for the younger generation (laughs) and so they're able to connect with it and listen marquise is a very smart guy and he was a very good recruiter when he was down at Ole Miss. And shoot, man, I know I've known Marquise since he was a, I think, a sophomore at St. Peter's Prep before he went to Paramus Catholic. And he was always a kid at that point who you enjoyed speaking with, and and you just knew he had a ton of charisma. And it's it's continued into his recruiting, and, and you see it. And so I, I give him a ton of credit just in terms of, listen, it's not easy coming from behind to get a kid from the Midwest against another Big Ten school. I don't, I don't care what. Big Ten school, that is. And, you know, he told me, Elijah told me after his first unofficial visit to Rutgers, he really liked it. But, you know, the distance was something that, that he was not fully comfortable with. And and I think the coaches kind of eased that eased his, his worries there because they stayed in contact. And even this past week, he told me, you know, these Rutgers coaches are in contact every day. So I think you got to give them, uh, you know, hats off there for really staying on him and, and easing that uh, any apprehension he might have had about, you know, going to school so far away from home. So, um, you know, th- you're seeing those efforts and, and you know, Greg, uh, he's just relentless when it comes to recruiting and, and it, you know, it, dribble, it trickles down to the staff. And, and I think that's a, a an important note to to you know, jot down in this recruitment and that they really won him over despite, you know, his previous apprehensions about the distance if i know anything about chiano i would know that they probably provided him with a schedule of flights from columbus to newark and just how easy and inexpensive those flights could be for his family to come see him and for him to get home and then probably explained on how there's a train station there's a there's a stop with NJ Transit at Newark Airport, and there's one on the Rutgers campus. So, and they probably have the schedules for all of them, also. So, yeah, it's about, like I said, it's, yeah. about, it's about shrinking the country, and it's about being. Look, if you're not diligent in recruiting these days, you're not going to have a job very long. Right. 
And it, it, he probably even gave him the, the there's, what's that little airport, the Teterboro and the, and the Trenton <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm sure maybe he'd get a little pride. Maybe he'd get the yeah. helicopter to take him. I don't know. Oh, but, man. Uh, yeah. I, well, I, I appreciate the insight. Uh, I know it's late. We're finishing up No Work Wednesday. If you're listening, it's on Thursday. Happy Thursday. Um, you know, uh, Elijah King's making the announcement on his own, and we're, you know, waiting to that to, to drop to before we can bring you all this. But um, any closing thoughts on this one, Brian? Yeah, I think just, again, to, I invite people to watch the film, watch his get off and make your own determination on whether you think he's a he's a prospect that you're excited about. But he's got to me, he's got burst and he's got size. So that's a pretty good starting point domination well brian thank you once again and thank you for listening and we're glad to bring you another commitment podcast which we will continue to do moving forward as this rutgers football recruiting class of 2024 fills up and you can get with us on the roundtable vip message board uh you can visit us there anytime 24 hours a day we're up all the time pretty much right brian oh i mean we almost sleep So we'll keep bringing you the content. You can interact with Brian and myself on there. If you're not a member, join up. We have a great deal going on. You get in for 50% off. It's it's a dime or so a day to, to get relentless Rutgers content. So thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. And until next time, for Brian Doan, I'm Bobby Darren. Talk to you soon.